This is The Dugout Podcast. Today we talk about all things Scottish football. Is this United's year? Will Shankland be kept? Will there be a new campy for Dundee FC? And will Dundee bounce back? Find out in today's podcast. In today's uh, podcast, we are joined by the Evening Telegraph's uh, sports uh, writer, Callum Woodger. You are indeed, Daniel. Hello. Thanks for having me on the show, for which you have no You're name welcome. yet. You don't have a name for the show yet, Daniel. Come yeah, on. Yeah, I know. You were at uh, the game on a Saturday night, or afternoon, even. How were uh, the Arabs on that day? Uh, well, they, they were good. Um, in the first half, definitely, Dundee United dominated the game. Um, enjoyed a good amount of possession, loads of chances. Um, Lauren Shankland takes the opening goal really well. Nicky Clark, who got the assist for that goal, had a great game and scored the second with a brilliant free kick. Um, so I think on the first half, showing they can be really pleased. Second half, Dunfermline came out and showed a lot more fight and character about them. Um, had a lot of really good chances themselves. We were probably unlucky not to at least get one back or even equalise and, and get a point from the game. But United should be a good bit of resilience in the second half to actually see that game through and and um, you get you know, get some crucial three points because they've been under a bit of um, criticism and a bit of sharp focus after a couple of really tough defeats away to Alamon Queen of the South. So I think Robbie Nielsen was uh, absolutely delighted. His team just came back and won the game. Um, and, and, and kind of took outright top spot at the top of the championship which is ultimately where they want to be because the club wants to get back into the Premiership after after a good number of years, three, four years out in the top flight so um, a good day all round and you know it's, it's a monkey off the back getting a win again and hopefully hoping to go on a wee run now until and, and like the end of the year and, and, and take their form into the new year and hopefully become champions, that's the ultimate goal for, for the club so yeah it was, it was a good day uh, yeah, uh, so uh, do you think you know, this is uh, United's uh, season to go on and get uh, promoted forever uh, uh, that well, beef uh, through uh, the playoffs? Or? Yeah, well, I think the playoffs have got to be discounted if Dundee United want to go up. They can't go through that again because they've had to go through that each of the last uh, three seasons and it's, it's kind of left scars for them. I don't think they can they can be putting their supporters through that anyway at least but I think at the start of the season certainly when when things kicked off they, they won the first four games in the league and of course at the start of the season had a week and a, there was some worries about them after the kind of league cup form they, they had some difficult results especially losing to East Fife but they came back and won the first four games they looked really strong um, Lord Shankland was scoring for fun you know they, they beat Inverness 4-1 they beat Dundee 6-2 uh, in the derby and those were kind of seen as their main title rivals and they probably still are but you know after that they had to be difficult periods like I was saying before where they lost a couple of games um, but but I still think they're probably slight favourites but I don't think un- unfortunately at the moment there's, there's not really any clear favourite in that league it's quite a it's quite a tight competitive league um, a number of teams could win it at one point um, last weekend there was only 10 points between the top and the bottom so is this going to be Dundee United's year I don't really know to be honest you know that's if I was a betting man, I wouldn't put any money on it because I, it's just over the last few seasons it's been every year we thought it was going to be their year and it's not. But um, they've certainly got a very good chance this year and they're definitely 
got one of the strongest squads in the league. I think Dundee will have a lot to say about who wins the league. I think Inverness will have a lot to say. And if Mark Kerr can can get Air United playing um, the way they were playing under Ian McCall, then they'll be in amongst it. But there's loads of great teams in that league. There isn't really one team who you look at as a league team or as whipping boys. Maybe in seasons gone by, there's been Breakin, who were absolute whipping boys in that league. You know, Rafe Rovers had struggled in that league. Um, and some other teams, I mean, even Air initially, we're, we're a poor team in that league and uh, there was a one clear team that people were going to take points off but, but now it, it really is true it's a, it's a cliche but in that league anybody can beat anybody uh, and, and there's, there's no way of predicting who's going to win the league but United are probably yeah, a slight favourite simply because they're top of the league because of the size of the club the strength of the, the squad and some of the top players they've got I mean Lauren Shanklin is a fantastic player um, they've got some really good experience in there with Peter Pollitt and Mark Reynolds um, Paul McMillan on the wings a very very talented player so they're in a good position um, and, and obviously as a, as a Dundee football writer I want to see both both teams doing really well so hopefully come the end of the season we're, we're talking about both teams getting promoted well that's one winning it and one going up for the playoffs that would be my ideal situation but we'll, we'll have to wait and see um, Robbie Nielsen certainly seems to be the man to do it he's had the most success uh, so far and trying to get them up to get them very very close last season and unfortunately losing out in the, in the, the playoff final to some on penalties in such a cruel manner but um, hopefully they can do it yeah um, and they're probably our slight favourites for me yeah uh, yeah so I mean the uh, Europe's top uh, goal uh, scorer uh, Shankland right uh, mm-hmm. do you think that uh, he will be kept after I mean, January? Uh, it's, it's tough to say. I mean, the words kind of coming out of the 80s right now, certainly from the sporting director, Tony Askar, and from, from the manager, Robbie Nielsen, that they, they want to keep him. He's got a contract uh, for another two and a half to three years. Um, so he'll, he'll, they'll be you know, expecting him to, to stay till the end of the season and, and try and fire them to promotion. But if, some t- if somebody comes in with a great offer in January, it might be hard to turn down. You know, if, if Lawrence keeps up his goal-scoring form, and somebody comes in with an offer of whatever meets their value, whether that's two, three, four million pounds, then they might be tempted to to kind of uh, let, let him go. But for me, I think the only way they would agree to a deal to sell Shanklin would be if they could loan him back for the remainder of, of the season uh, up until up until May, and then hopefully help them. Into getting into the Premiership, but the desire from Lawrence Shankland also is to progress his career, and, and I truly believe that's what he wants to do. He wants to play at the highest level. He's already got Scotland caps and a Scotland goal under his belt, but he sees United as that next step in his career. That's why the summer he he signed on at United at Tannadice was to, to progress from playing for, for a United in a Championship to, in his eyes, and in most people's eyes, certainly playing for a bigger club than Dundee United, pushing on to the Premiership, and then maybe, you know getting his move to whether it's a bigger Scottish club or going down south or abroad or whatever else. You know, he's got all the ability in the world to do that. Whether he, he goes in January, I don't know. Um, I don't think he will, but it's certainly a possibility. Uh, and I certainly hope he doesn't go because he's a great player to watch and it's great for the club in the city to have such a, a top player playing here and, you know, the spotlight that that brings. And to have him represent Scotland as well, he's been a major coup for the club and and just in general for Scottish football, I think he's a player that the team, the national team has been crowned out for, for a long time, a sort of talismanic striker they can rely on to get 
um, goals and games that we're struggling. So, you know, he's going to be in high demand. Um, United don't need to sell him, I don't think, but they could be tempted if um, a really good offer comes in in January and the terms are right for them in terms of maybe selling clauses or, or getting them back on loan or whatever else. So, no, it's, it's a possibility, certainly, but um, we'll see what January brings and, and what position United are in at that point as well. Uh, yeah, because uh, it would be um, uh, weighing up um, uh, um, a possible um, uh, promotion or uh, selling uh, their best player, I guess. But how have yeah, no, uh, United been uh, so far though, with uh, the rest of uh, the games? Yeah, I think they've been impressive, certainly in a lot of games. You know, they've won... They beat Morton 6-0, as I mentioned before, they beat Dundee uh, 6-2, Inverness 4-1, you know, they've, they've, they've gone away to Dunfermline, a really hard place, and, and, and got a 2-0 win, they've beat them 2-0 at home as well, so they've had some really good, impressive results, but there's been some sticky ones in there as well, there's almost two sides to United where they've got 100% record at home, they're absolutely flying at Tanadise, perfect record, but away from home, they've really been struggling with some, some difficult results. Um, but you know they've got all the ability in that squad to be able to turn the corner maybe with a couple of additions in January um, some manoeuvring in the squad getting some players back fit as well I think they maybe miss Mark Connolly at centre back he's been out injured for, for a, a fair bit of the start of the season so um, I think there's more to come I don't think this is this is it but the encouraging thing is when United are good and on form they're, they're kind of irresistible to watch they've just got to be more consistent with with those performances I think and and cutting out the silly kind of mistakes and errors that they're making, particularly away from home. I don't know, a lot has been made of them playing on the plastic pitch and whatever else, but I don't know if a team of that quality that should really phase them. Um, they've all played on plenty of, of AstroTurf parks before, but yeah, going forward, I think United, they'll be fine. They'll be there or thereabouts. Hopefully it's winning the league. It might have to stick with the playoffs again, but maybe this time they'll just be strong enough to, to get through them. But um, the performances so far have been... It's been good, satisfactory. I think they'd like to be a little bit further ahead than they are. I think they'd maybe like to have another extra, you know, four or five points than they've maybe got. But um, at the moment, they're three points clear on top of the table. It's it's within their control if they can just keep going on these little runs of form, doing better than their opponents, and, and not really obsessing too much of what, what's going on elsewhere. Because when they're top, if they can just keep winning their games or picking up good points on the road, then then and they'll be they'll be right up there towards the end of the season. And uh, talking about um, uh, Dundee uh, now, mm -hmm. um, uh, do you think um, uh, that um, uh, they could um, uh, bounce back like a plausible think? Well, I mean, they had a really good Friday night, of course, down at, down at air. Um, they've been really struggling to, to string together two, two results in a row or two wins in a row, which they've still not done yet. That's still... Um, a big question mark hanging over them, and hopefully they can they can sort of find that that form that they need to, to get pushing right up beside United because they are right up there. I think they're sitting um, they're sitting fourth or fifth at the moment. Certainly only only six points behind the league leaders. So I think James McPake's done a good job. It's his first job in management, and people have to remember that and, and understand that he's he's new to it and he's going to make mistakes and his team are going to have hard times. But I think he's built a really good experience squad with a lot of quality, certainly for the championship level um, and, and they will be there or thereabouts, I am convinced by that, there's a good feeling about the, 
the team at the moment is a good positivity in the group. They seem pretty defiant towards the start of the season. Certainly the defence was excellent. Um, that's maybe tailed off recently in, in the last few weeks. They've been sort of a bit soft at the back, a bit of a soft centre. Um, certainly losing three late goals to Partick Thistle was, was one. Going down to, to Morton and losing was another really disappointing result. Um, but they've, they've always bounced back and showed some kind of response to what the clubs do now. And this is a big trick for Dundee is finding consistency. Um, because if you want to win this league or certainly any league in Scotland or anywhere in Europe, you've got to put together really good strong wins of form where you're winning and, and picking up points. You're not getting beat. Not getting beat easily. There's been that kind of softness to Dundee in the last maybe few games. But, you know, hopefully they'll, they'll start to turn a corner soon and, and it'll be a kind of a title race between the two Dundee clubs. Certainly from my point of view, that would be... Uh, very enjoyable to watch them. So I'm sure for most of the rest of Scottish football, they want to see the Dundee teams, traditional, historic, strong clubs, back into the top flight, um, adding to the kind of the product that we've got in this country. Because they're certainly, they're certainly big misses when they're not there. So, um, but they've done, they've done well so far. They've done well enough. Um, maybe just got to again find a bit more consistency, and yeah, they'll be they'll be pushing right up for the title. I think. And uh, Dundee's uh, managing uh, director, uh, John uh, Nelms, has uh, been in uh, the press again, uh, talking about a new um, ground. Uh, Do you think uh, that could happen by, what is it, 2021, did he say? Yeah, that's the the kind of ultimate vision, is to get it at least kind of signed off and a plan in place within the next couple of years. Um, whether that happens or not, I don't know, because they have been, I've been pretty vocal about this in the past. This has been talked about for a couple of years now, and it would be probably fair to say it's, it's, a, it's a dream at the moment. It's, it's, a, it's a good dream to have, because it's a facility that would benefit not only Dundee, but the city of Dundee itself, and I, I hope that they, they can pull it off, but Right now, I think the focus has got to be for John Nelms is on the pitch, how his new, how his new young manager and their management team are doing. You know, backing them in January, laying that out, what they're going to do for the club to get them back into the Premiership because it's all well and good having a fantastic stadium, but if the club are in the Championship and they're not getting the fans down and they're struggling, it, it doesn't make any difference because it's all, all it's going to do is cost them a lot more money than it than maybe would if they're in the top flight, but. But listen, you know, it's, it's it's a great thing and if they can pull off this, this kind of uh, new stadium plan at Camperdown and they can have all these fantastic facilities and bring money into the city through other events and and make it this hub for sport and the community and shopping and whatever else, it would be fantastic and we can only welcome that. Um, but we've not really moved forward in the last two years. There's a lot of scepticism amongst press, fans, everyone really as to as to where it's gonna go. But yeah, hopefully they can they can find a way to get the planning commission through. They can they can I'm sure they can certainly find a way to finance it. You know, Tim Keys to be fair to him, the owner, he's he's kinda of put his money where his mouth is, much like Mark Ogden across the road at Tarradish Street and, and brought a bit of stability at least, maybe not in on press performances, but the clubs both have had financial troubles uh, in recent years and, and the, the Americans coming in on both sides of the street of um Certainly helped ease that in the worries amongst the fans, and um, once they get the team going on the pitch and, and maybe build a new stadium, it could be 
the start of some kind of brave new dawn for, for Dundee and for football in the city of Dundee, certainly. And we will leave you there. If you have any comments or if you want your opinions on the podcast, give us a message on Facebook at The Dugout Scotland or on Twitter at The Dugout Scott. And we will see you next week for the next episode.